Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Rich, and I am the host of My Take Radio. This is episode one for Thursday, July 9th, 2009. A little bit about myself. I uh, used to host My Take Radio on the Libsyn Podcast Network. This is my first show on Blog Talk Radio, so please bear with me while I try and work out all the kinks and figure it all out. Um, If you're a previous listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, um, My Take Radio is a show that will cover MMA, wrestling, video games, movies, pretty much anything in entertainment as a whole, uh, uncensored, unadulterated, and straight to the point. Um, that's pretty much it. Also, this show will have vulgarity, offensive language, and a multitude of other things that anyone under the age of 18 should not listen to. So please, if you are under 18, make sure your parents know you're listening. I don't want your mom or your dad or your uncle or your sister calling me all pissed off. How could you let my child listen to this? Not my job. Police your own kids. Once again, with that out of the way, let's start the show. Uh, Before I get into most of my regular topics for this evening, I actually wanted to take a few minutes and talk about, of course, the death of Michael Jackson, which, unless you've been living under a rock, has been on every channel known to mankind, English, Spanish, Chinese, Swahili, Indian, you name it, they've played it, they've talked about it, they've analyzed it. Um, I was a fan of his for a long time, and I'm still a fan of his. And the fact is that at which point do you get tired of the coverage? I mean, he died... We viewed him yesterday for hours and hours on end on television. 
numerous people talk about him. The pundits give their opinions. You know, the armchair quarterback, so to speak, give their take on why he died, how he lived. Look, the guy's dead. Uh, if you want to honor his memory, listen to his music, move the fuck on, folks. That's all I have to say about that. In terms of video game news, which is what I'd like to talk about first, uh, a few months back we were treated to the wonderful, wonderful convention known as E3 where tons of new and innovative products were unveiled for the masses to consume. Uh, you know, E3 is one of those things where there are some years where I hate it utterly and there are some years where I'm just really impressed with how things are shown and what new items are presented. One of the funny things that was brought to my attention was how social networking, i.e. MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, all those things have found a way to integrate themselves into the gamer lifestyle, so to speak. So much so that Microsoft actually announced that they're going to, they're going to be releasing a new update for the Xbox, which is going to allow you to uh, use and update Facebook and Twitter as well as listen to Last.fm. Now, I use Twitter, I use Facebook, I occasionally use Last.fm, and personally I like the fact that that's more of a PC type of thing versus, you know, a video game console thing. When I get on a video game console, whether it's PlayStation 3, Xbox, or the Wii, DS, Game Boy, whatever, ColecoVision, Atari, any of that shit, fact of the matter is I log on, I want to play, and I want to actually just enjoy my time with the games as a whole, not let me go in, play this game, oh, let me go and let people know on Facebook that I'm playing this game, oh, let me post on Twitter that I just got this new achievement. Guess what? No one gives a shit. On the contrary, the more times you update these things with shit from the games you're playing, the more prone people are to either not read your posts or block all your updates just for the fact that not everybody shares the same interest. So nobody really gives a shit if you got the 1,000 kill achievement in Halo. No one cares if you chainsawed your first uh, monster in Gears of War. Nobody gives a shit. In terms of Twitter, Twitter, of course, is a micro-blogging website where you, know, you, have, you blog at 140 characters or less. If you're playing a game, there's no necessity whatsoever to stop what you're doing, to share what you're doing in the game with 140 fucking characters. That's what Xbox Live is for. You talk to people, you let them know, hey, I'm playing this game, check it out. Or, hey, what are you doing? Not, oh, I got this achievement, let me tweet about it. No one gives a fuck. Last FM, I'm a little mixed on just because... You know, it, it could be good if you can listen to the music of Last FM in some of the video games and, of course, amongst other things, be able to share the music with a group of gamers or friends on Xbox Live. I think that that integration could be beneficial down the road, but as of right now, I just think it's another hokey add-on that they're throwing in the mix to appeal to the broader spectrum of gamers. Um, personally, my biggest gripe is that they allow you to watch Netflix on your Xbox, which is fantastic, but what would be really good would be allowing people, say you have a group of people, five or six, and you're all in the lobby together, 
shooting the shit, and you can throw up a movie, whatever it is, and, you know, watch it with your friends. I mean, and nobody's saying that you have to sit there and enjoy the movie with them, but just like a mystery science theater type of vibe, it would really add to the experience. I mean, you know, if they're really trying to make it more community-based gaming, I think it would be cool if, you know, you find a nice shitty movie, you know, like Tokyo Gore Police or Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, and, you know, you throw that on with a couple of friends, and you watch it, you know, you shoot the shit, and just enjoy that aspect of the game. I personally think that they're adding way too many things to Xbox Live and not taking the opportunity to fix some of the things that are wrong. Uh, if you have anything to add in reference to that, by all means, feel free to call the show, 347-324-3541, and share your views. And if you think that social networking can work on gaming, if you think I'm full of shit, if you agree or disagree, feel free to call. Share your thoughts, 347-324-3541. Moving on, of course, a lot of great games coming out this summer, a lot of games that have already come out. Um, one of the games that I'm actually looking forward to, being that I enjoy fighting games very much, is uh, King of Fighters 12, which to me looks like it's going to be the the Street Fighter 4 of the SNK universe in terms of they they brought the game into the put it like this they brought the game out of 1998 so to speak and you know they've redid it for the newer generation from what I've noticed and from what I've seen, the visuals look impressive, the control looks flawless, and I really hope that this is part of a resurgence of fighting games that will continue to come out because not for nothing, you know, you can play Tekken and Virtual Fighter for so long before, you know, you hunger for a good 2D game, you know, or for a game with great colors and great animation. Blaze Blue definitely falls into that category. I've picked that up recently, and I must say that if you have a high-definition television, it is phenomenal. One of the most phenomenal-looking games I've seen in a long time. Not to say that Street Fighter IV does not look good, because it does, but in terms of hand-drawn 2D animation in, a, in the Guilty Gear uh, vein, I have to say that Blaze Blue is fantastic. I've been playing it on and off on PS3 for a little bit, and I must say it's really enjoyable. If you want to try a different type of fighting game, I definitely recommend it. Uh, if you're not a fan of the anime genre as a whole, you know, especially in fighting games, maybe you might want to give it a rental. But me personally, I enjoy it, and um, I would like to recommend it to anybody that would be interested in playing. Also, um, we have Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which should be coming out, I believe it's July 29th, on uh, Xbox Live. And if I can pull it up, I can let you guys know the release date for it on the PS3. I think it's for the 29th on both days. And it's going to be 1,200 points, it looks like, on Xbox Live. And it'll probably be 15 bucks on the PS3. Uh, if you're a fan of those uh, mixed-up fighting games, by all means, pick it up. That's a big favorite of mine. takes me back to the old days of dumping quarters in the arcade, and playing the games until my thumbs bled. Definitely a must-have. Uh, King of Fighters 98 dropped on Xbox Live, as did uh, Garou Mark of the Wolves 
which is the Fatal Fury game. Both of those games allow online play on Xbox Live. I think that they kind of phoned it in in the sense that maybe they should have taken the time to maybe smooth out the graphics so that they would look better on high def. I had the opportunity to look at King of Fighters, and I feel that they looked really, really good, but definitely kind of pixely in some parts. But overall, you know, if if you want to add a couple of good fighting games to play online, I would definitely check it out. Oh, look, we got our first caller. Let's see who it is. Can you hear me? What's your name and where you calling from? It's Slick. Hey, Slick, what's going on, dude? I'm chilling, man. All right, all right. Welcome to the first show. Uh, you are the caller virgin who's had their cherry pop. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I feel very well violated. All right, bro. What, what do you got? Well, I mean, I'm agreeing with you on the blaze blue, but King of Fighters, you know how I feel on King of Fighters. Actually, I do think it's a good game, but as far as, like, the visuals, I think they brought it up to the place where Marvel was, like, Marvel vs. Capcom was 10 years ago. I'm not impressed at all. Yeah, I have to, you you do have a point. I mean, in certain parts of the game, from what I was playing, it looked, you know, it looked kind of shitty, and, but you know what, it's to be expected. I think that the addition of the online play definitely is a cool thing to have, just because you could play some of the older games with people. I think they should do that more often. Yeah, I mean, but, they started it with, like, the, the Street Fighter HD remix, and even though that was broken, in some ways it's still better than what Street Fighter 4 has. Because the great thing about the HD remix was having that lobby where everybody could watch two people beat the crap out of each other. And, I, I mean, I really miss that. I hope that comes back in any game that has the online. Yeah, I think that Capcom definitely did the right thing in terms of having a lobby set up and it you know it should be added in pr- practically every fighting game just for the fact that if you're playing with a large group it would look really good and allow people to do something badass in terms of you know you showing your skill off to a couple of friends and on top of that it allows people to learn true and yeah what do you another place we need to add that lobby system to is freaking xbox live yeah, I don't know why Xbox Live, this, that, that's what I was talking about earlier. You know, it's like for every two steps they take forward, they take three steps back. You know, in the sense that, hey, we're going to add, you know, Last FM and you'll be able to listen to music and all this shit, but why can't you have lobbies where everybody can be in the game together, especially for fighting games, uh, first-person shooters, and sports games? I think that should be fucking mandatory. I even think the last FM idea is pretty damn stupid because compared to the original Xbox, the whole playing your own music thing on the 360 is broken. Take one of my favorite games, Burnout Paradise, where, you know, you got your, your standard music that plays in a game and love it or hate it. You know, it's a mixed bag. It's overall pretty much sucks, and when we play together, we just basically make fun of it. But to play your own music, you got to turn down the game music and also basically you got to turn down the sound on the game itself and then turn on the hard drive music 
So, yeah, you hear the music, but then you don't hear in a game like that the cars anymore. So that is true. The music and the sound effects. And I, re- I would have to see it right now. I refuse to believe that this edition of Last FM is going to be any different than playing music off the hard drive. So, to me, well, it's ba- pretty worthless. Well, based on what they're saying, I can. I actually heard why they did what they did with Burnout. And it was because, you know, they have they paid royalties to the artists to use their music in the game. So, you know, it gets the artists, you know, a, a poor man's version of airplay in the sense that you might like a song on there and be like, oh, you know, what artist is that? And if you added your own soundtrack, then, you know, that artist doesn't get any love. That's one of the reasons why they did it. But take the same exact game on the PS3. There's a feature where you add your own custom music it wipes out the game music. It doesn't do anything to the sound effects, and you have your own music playing. Well, PS3, you know, they probably wanted to add that level of customization. You know how it goes. Either the programmers are at the mercy of Microsoft, or Microsoft is at the mercy of the programmers. Somebody's always holding somebody by the balls. The last FM, though, I think, you know, I think, like I said, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm using a wait and see approach, but. Take it from one standpoint, and that's the fact that you can say you're listening to a song and you kind of like it and you want to share it with the rest of the group. That would be cool if you can do that. Same thing that I was saying with the Netflix idea in terms of watching movies together. Yeah, I mean, the community stuff is great. I mean, I mean, we were just playing the 1 versus 100 a little while ago. That's one of the, the great things that Xbox Live is doing. I mean, especially the fact that it's free. You got to watch a bunch of crappy commercials, but they're giving away prizes. They gave away a car. They're giving away home theater systems. Stuff like that makes me happy about Xbox Live. If you know me, I'm one of the people who always complains about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's always going to be, it's never going to be perfect, but I can honestly say in some respects the Xbox Live um, the whole platform as a whole is superior to the PlayStation platform, which kind of upsets me in the sense that the PlayStation system technically costs more money, has stronger hardware, has stronger developers behind it, but their online component is utter shit. You know, if you compare Xbox Live to PlayStation Home, you know, it's one of those things that you know, you can't compare. It's it's you know, it's apples and oranges. The Xbox Live component blows away the PlayStation Three one. The only cool thing is in the PlayStation version you get an apartment, but you know, in PlayStation Home. But who the fuck goes in the apartment? Man, I haven't been on home in months. I went on home, I think, three times uh, since it's been out, and every time it's just a clusterfuck of shit. Just people running around, dancing all over the place. You know, I wish you could take a gun and shoot them. (laughs) Wish that would happen. And, you know, every time there's a girl avatar, you know, it's like guys, you know, they give gamers the rep of of us being virgins and shit. They run up, oh, my God, you're so hot. It's a fucking computer animated girl. (laughs) Are you serious? Like, I see that. I see guys, yo, man, where you from? What's your name? Blah, blah, blah. It's like you're kicking it to a fucking virtual girl. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, you shouldn't, because they'll never kick it to a girl in real life. That is true, but but fuck, man. You know, I think right now, you know, 
the, the PlayStation Online deserves the following. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they. That's what they fucking deserve. Cause right now they stink. But um. Yeah, but the one, one thing PlayStation has going for right now is Infamous. I'm loving that game. Oh yeah, Infamous is fantastic. It was one of those games. It you. It's one of those games that that you can use like when you have a home theater and you want to show off your home theater. You know, you take Infamous. It's you know. The, the PlayStation equivalent of the Matrix, you know, when you want to show off the the juice in your system and in your home theater. That game has fantastic visuals, and it definitely sets the standard in terms of how a sandbox type of game should be. I think that the next Grand Theft Auto should take notes. I would agree, especially with the whole good-bad aspect and the story yeah, that's writing. Pre- yeah, the storyline is, is fantastic. I mean, you know, I told you, you know, uh, that, that somebody spoiled the ending for me, but the concept was fantastic, and I think the style of the game was really well done. Definitely. All right, All right well, if you want to stick around, you're welcome to it, and I'm just going to jump around on a few other things, but if you want to call back, you could. No, man, no problem. I'll talk to you later. All right, homie. Thanks for calling. Peace. Peace. Whom you just heard is my friend Slick. Uh, Known him for a while now. He's one of my fellow gaming compatriots. And he shares a lot of the same thinking that I do. Uh, He's very, very passionate about his stuff. And that's, you know, that's the way it should be, especially when it comes to games, because you've got to think about it. You're dropping 60 bucks on a game, and, you know, it, it's come a long way. I remember paying, you know, 20 bucks for a game, 30 bucks for a game, 40 bucks for a game, 50 When you start paying over $50 for a game, there's a certain level of quality and enjoyment that you expect to get, which a lot of times these game companies, they just phone it in, you know, especially with a lot of licensed games, a lot of licensed properties, you know, the, the games come out, and I think I've only played, like, three games based on movies that are actually any good. A majority of them suck completely. The only – I can actually say that one of the last few good movie games that I played was the Wolverine game, and the funny thing about it was that it wasn't even totally based on the movie. Yeah, they threw elements of the movie in there, but it wasn't to the extent of – say, you know, the first Spider-Man movie game, where it kind of followed it, not totally, but a lot more than the Wolverine game did. The Wolverine game actually had a lot of flashbacks. It, had, it filled in a lot of story elements that, you know, may have been left out of the movie for whatever reason. But that's one of the handful of games that I can say was very, very, very close to the source material in terms of the movie, not the comic, but definitely from the movie standpoint. With that in mind, I think that closes out uh, any game news. If you have anything you want to add, by all means, feel free to call 347-324-3541. If you have any thoughts, you know, rants, anything to share, by all means, call 347-324-3541. Now, moving on, I want to definitely talk about some MMA news. Uh, UFC 100 is this weekend. 
And let me tell you, it is one of the things that I look forward to the most. I'm a very huge fan of MMA. I try and support it where I can. Uh, it kills me that it's not sanctioned in New York yet because I'd give anything to go and see it at uh, Madison Square Garden or Nassau Coliseum, anywhere. I want to be able to go and see it and enjoy it, but sadly, you know, I don't have that luxury. But from what I've been hearing, there's been negotiations with the uh, New York Senate and the rest of the assholes upstate in terms of getting it sanctioned. How legitimate it is, I don't know. But from what I've heard, it looks like they may be voting on something before the end of the year. The problem is that our wonderful blind governor, David Patterson, is too busy infighting with the Senate as they switch sides and fuck each other over like a soap opera every day. One day somebody's a Democrat, one day somebody's a Republican. Nothing is getting done, so if you're looking forward to MMA in New York, guess what? You have to wait a long time, that's for sure. In terms of UFC 100, um, you know, you can watch it live on pay-per-view, but the main thing I'd like to say is that it is going to be an awesome card, top to bottom. Um, once again, you'll be able to check it out July 11th, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and awesome card. Uh, main event, Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mayer for the unified, completely unified, finally, heavyweight championship. Uh, Brock Lesnar won the belt from Randy Couture. Frank Mir had the interim belt after beating uh, Minotaro Nagara, and they're finally going to meet and unify the belts. Frank Mir handed Brock Lesnar his first loss. Brock Lesnar, of course, is pissed, wants to pound Frank Mir's face in, and, of course, unify the titles. Before I move on to the other card, I am torn in terms of picks for this fight because Frank Mir, at first glance, he's a douchebag. At least that's how I felt. I, I, you know, watched him on The Ultimate Fighter, and I considered him to be a total douche. But after a while, he grew on me. You know, he has he has a respect for the game that you know is is very rare, and he's just very disciplined in terms of how he handles the sport. You know, he doesn't really go out and party too much. You know, at least he doesn't anymore. That you can tell because he doesn't look like he looked a while back, kind of fat and out of shape. But, you know, he was coming off some injuries, so that's to be expected. But, you know, Frank Mir, he grew on me. I honestly did not like him. I couldn't stand him. Brock Lesnar, on the other hand, you know, the, guy, the guy's an animal. He's just a monstrous human being, you know. He comes in fresh out of trying out for the Minnesota Vikings. He did some MMA. He started getting himself noticed. He came into the big dance, and, you know, he's proven himself. You know, he beat Randy Couture, which, uh, you know, is not something anybody can say, you know, they do regularly, and he did it in a decisive fashion. The only problem with Brock Lesnar is that I, I personally think that he doesn't know when to switch off his wrestling persona. You know, like sometimes he's too cocky, and, you know, it, it's a little off-putting when your record is, you know, three fights, you know, if you, when, when you get five or six or seven or eight fights under your belt, hell, even 10 fights, you know, you got to show a little bit of not respect, not respect to the sport because I'm sure he does respect it. But 
in a lot of his interviews, he states that you know he's in he got into the UFC because he likes he likes to be competitive. But a lot of times he likes to reference the fact that he went to where he makes the most money, which you know, of course that's you know modern day thinking in all in all aspects, not just in MMA, but even in life. If somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey, you got an opportunity to make you know fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars a year," I would jump at it immediately. For, for that same reason, I respect what he did, and you know he's disciplined. You know he's a collegiate athlete, NCAA wrestler. So it's not like he's just a schmo off the street. You know, I wouldn't say a la Kimbo Slice because Kimbo Slice is taking the time to also learn the craft and he has a respect for the game. But I don't know. I think as a whole, the fight just has me torn in the sense that, you know, Frank Mir, like I said, he has a lot to prove. He's a fantastic fighter, great Brazilian jiu-jitsu technique. Brock Lesnar, animal, you know, he's like the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. I think my personal pick, if it goes to the ground with Frank Mir in dominant position, I can see Frank Mir definitely getting the submission. But Brock Lesnar has a lot of pride, so he may just let his arm get broken or he may just get put unconscious rather than tap out. Now, if it's from a stand-up perspective, on brute strength alone, Brock Lesnar definitely has a puncher's chance. And, you know, of course, his wrestling background, you know, he has a lot of slams at his disposal. That alone is going to make it a great fight. I actually met Brock Lesnar personally, and he was a douchebag. I do not know if it was because he was having a shitty day or just because he was tapped out from being in WWE. But when I met him, he was a total asshole. Not just to me, but to also to, you know, a lot of small children that were there getting his autograph and having him sign shit. He was just a total douche. I sincerely hope that... It, if I ever meet him again, he's a lot nicer because he's doing something he enjoys. With that out of the way, uh, also on the card is George St. Pierre defending his belt against Thiago Alves. Uh, George St. Pierre is just the complete fighter. He has an 18-2 and record right now. Uh, he won his belt back from Matt Serra, and he's just been on a tear since. He uh, fought John Fitch and had just a fantastic fight. He put up, he put on a great performance. But Thiago uh, Alves, he's he's no slouch, man. That 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 kid, he you know he he put Matt Hughes to sleep with a knee to the head. So the guy definitely definitely has the tools to do the job. Now in terms of putting out GSP, eh, I'm a little indecisive at the moment. But if I had my way, I would choose to go the route of. Thiago Alves possibly by KO, and that's only if GSP fucking starts slipping. I just peeped into the chat room, and I see we got a lot of uh, a lot of people that I know in the chat room. What's going on, fuckers? I see you guys. Um, why don't you fucks call in the show? How about that? Call in the show and let me know what exactly is so good in the chat room that you can't share on the air. Anyway. Moving on, we got uh, John Fitch, who, of course, coming off a fight with uh, GSP, is fighting Paulo Thiago. Uh, Dan Henderson and Michael Bisping are fighting. Those were the coaches for the last Ultimate Fighter with uh, U.S. versus U.K. Um, tough call on this one. I didn't give a pick for John Fitch and Paulo Thiago because I've never seen Paulo Thiago fight. John Fitch, he's a horse. 
that guy, he, he knows what to do and he has the tools, but I can't give an accurate assessment. So rather than give you guys a bullshit pick, I won't give any. Um, in terms of Dan Henderson and Bisping, though, um, Michael Bisping, he's, he's awesome, man. The guy, he puts in that work. The only thing I don't like is that in his last few fights, not to say that he hasn't been tested because he has, but I don't know. It's just I, I don't want to say that he's not exciting to watch in terms of his fighting style. It's just that he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't make the fights fucking exciting. That's all. That's, you know, I mean, Henderson too. Henderson as a coach on The Ultimate Fighter was fucking boring as shit. I don't know. I mean, his, I think that might have been one of the reasons Team USA lost besides all the infighting, but he was fucking boring. I T-voted pretty much the whole season and only watched the finale, and I watched that show religiously. So to think that, you know, I couldn't even lo- you know, watch the show to support Team USA, you know, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed, but fuck, was he boring as a coach. But I will be watching it with much interest for the new season because Rampage, Jackson, and Rashad Evans are the coaches, and Kimbo Slice is actually going to be on the cast this season. So there's a lot of ego and a lot of shit talking that's going to be going on on the show for sure. Uh, next on the card, you're going to have uh, Yoshiro Akiyama and Alan Belcher. My pick is going to be Belcher. I mean, I've seen Akiyama fight once or twice. Eh mixed bag, but I think uh, Belcher maybe by submission. Uh, last fight on the televised card is going to be Mark Coleman, UFC veteran, Hall of Famer, fighting uh, Stefan Bonner. I think that if Mark Coleman comes in dialed in, he might take out the American psycho, but Stefan Bonner, you know, he's he's a good guy. He's fought a lot of good fighters. I mean, his fight with Forrest Griffin will go down in history as one of the best MMA matches I've seen in a long time, but if Mark Coleman comes in, he might pull a Randy Couture and, you know, be an old guy whooping a young guy's ass. Uh, some of the non-televised fights are going to be Mac Danzig and Jim Miller, John Jones and Jake O'Brien, uh, TJ Grant and Dung Hyun Kim, CB Dalloway and Tom Lawler, and Matt Grice and Shannon, Shannon Googerty. What a fucking awful name that is. Anyway, those are going to be the fights for the UFC 100 card. If you want to call in, share your thoughts, tell me if I'm full of shit, give me your picks, by all means, feel free to call 347-324-3541. We got 25 minutes of show left. I only got one fucking call. I'm a little disappointed, but you know what? It's the first show, so it's all good. I'm typing in on the forum, seeing what's going on. We got my buddy Bronx is in there, shitting on sports and complaining, so call in and Tell me what the fuck you think is going on with wrestling, because guess what? I want to touch on wrestling a little bit. Uh, Two uh, WWE superstars got operated this week, one being Edge and the other being Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy had, I believe it was an abdominal tear. He put some fucking pictures up on Twitter, and it was awful. Edge tore, tore his Achilles tendon, and they put pictures up, and he's a fucking bloody mess. Uh, Edge will be out for a year. I think Matt Hardy will be out six months. And that's pretty much it. I'm not going to sit here and fucking pontificate about the the greatness that is wrestling because you know what? All fucking brands, Raw, SmackDown, and ECW have not impressed me in the least. TNA actually does some good shit, but 
they're going the same route too. Fucking old guys on the screen. Fucking Sting, Kevin Nash, Booker T. It's like fuck. What am I watching? Monday Nitro all over again. It's like push some of the new guys. Give the new guys a little burn. You know, I'm tired of fucking Booker T walking around with his dreadlocks, fucking braids. Yeah, sucker. I get it, sucker. Blah, blah, blah. I'm black. I'm cool. We get it. All right. Same fucking shit. It's like Harlem Heat all over again. Change the fucking channel. Same thing. Kevin Nash, 50 years old. Hang it the fuck up. When he walks to the ring, I'm waiting for his fucking hip to fall off. It's like, uh, you know, he, he should be a manager or something. Dude, don't, don't wrestle anymore. Kurt Angle, yeah, you know, it's good having him around, but he's another one. He's too high on his own shit sometimes, and he, he must be high off his ass if he thinks that he's going to fucking be winning the belt every fucking month. Same thing with Sting, another one. You're old. When the fact that your makeup goes to the middle of your hairline, it's time to fucking hang it up. I do not give a shit about you. My boy Waffles points out that Ric Flair lasted a long time. You're damn right. That's because Ric Flair is going to have a stroke in the ring. He is going to die in there. That's what's going to happen. It sounds awful, but he is insane. He's going to be in there with a fucking walker at 80 years old talking about, Woo, style and profile, ah, 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 and he's going to fucking keel over. So the fact that you're even putting Ric Flair in that sentence is pretty amusing. But in all honesty... All these old guys need to hang it the fuck up and let the young guys get some love. Shawn Michaels, hang it up. You are not a sexy boy. Your fucking hairline is non-existent. Get hair plugs. Do some shit. Ah, uh, looks like we got another caller. Let's see who it is. Hello? You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, what's up, man? This is your buddy Bronx. Hey, nigga, what's going on? Hey man, chilling. Listen to you talking about wrestling. I I gotta agree, man. These uh these so-called wrestling legends, you know, they just gotta hang it up. Let the new guys come in and do their thing. You know, you got all these old guys like the Undertaker who wrestles like once every four months for a paycheck, and there's no love in it anymore, and they're just coming in and ruin everything. You know? Yeah, the old guys are definitely fucking shit up. I mean, the Undertaker, I think he's out getting like hip surgery. It's like, dude, you're getting hip surgery. Hang it the fuck yeah. up already. I agree, man. They just got to let the young guys take over and, uh, you know, just, just hang it up. I mean, we respect them for what they did. When we were kids, they were our heroes and stuff, but they're just killing it now. I mean, you see these guys out there, they're going back there popping painkillers. It's just not happening anymore. They got to let the new guys come in and do their thing. If you actually had one one young dude who you think has has the the full package to make it big, who do you who do you think it would be? To be honest, I mean, right now, I, I was always a John Cena fan because John Cena, he, he puts out a good show, and he has phenomenal strength. I mean, this guy picks up the big show. This guy, can he can move. He can talk like The Rock. You know, he he's a total package. The thing with him is that people are getting upset that they're saying he doesn't wrestle. He doesn't do anything spectacular. I mean, that's what wrestling is. The Rock had, like, three moves, and everybody loved him. It's all about entertainment. It's not so much about the uh, sporting aspect. I would put my money on John Cena, but... Not sure at this point. I would like to see one of the newer guys come in, like, uh, you know, you got, uh, what's his face? Um, I guess, like, Cody Rhodes and then these guys, you know, they're, they're the new heels. So, like, seeing these guys move up would be interesting, you know, instead of just playing lap dogs. It's funny you say that because I'll tell you what. Is that one of the things I always see is people holding up signs that says, we've seen enough. And it's because people are pissed off that John Cena has the same fucking character 
he doesn't have the edgy, rapping, bad guy, tough guy character he had when he first dropped. Now it's all about saluting the fans and, you know, the attitude adjustment and I'm a soldier and blah. That shit gets fucking old really yeah, fast. He's a bit too ass kissy, I won't lie, but like when he puts on a show, it's a good show. You know, most of his matches are really well played and then when he gets into a pay-per-view, he's just picking guys up. I remember when he uh, when he did the FU on um, Triple H and Edge at the same exact time. It was like incredible. He picked them both. I think they jumped out of it, but still, he got them both up in the air and when he threw Edge through all those tables, I mean, he puts on good shows, especially when when against people like Edge and, and, and Triple H and guys like that of that caliber. So, But, I mean, if we can get some of the younger guys, the newer guys coming in, then, then it'd be a lot of fun, you know? I hear you, dude. I hear you. I think um, he definitely has a good future. I think he honestly and truly needs to fucking become a bad guy for a little bit. He does. He's his... a heel because I've seen a video of him as a heel before. Like, before he joined WWE, it was like some spoof he did. The Brubaker, the Brubaker video? Yeah, he was spectacular, and that scared the shit out of the kid. I was like, that's what he needs to do. He needs to come in there like, like Brock Lesnar was, like he's out of his mind, and, and, and just tear shit up, and, and I think that's his niche. That'll, that'll be perfect for him, you know? Hell yeah, dude, that'll be, that'll be badass. I think, you know, if he, if he dials it in and they pull the trigger and stop being pussies with it and let him become a bad guy, it will be badass. Yeah, but, they're trying to bank on his, his baby face bullshit too much, but... Just let him be a bad guy, and then you can turn one of the uh, one of the bad guys into the good guy. You know, just flip it around, and that always works. I think when he finally becomes a bad guy, he's going to be on some Hulk Hogan shit. He's just going to spaz out one day and be like, "Fuck you guys! You guys suck!" And everybody, you're going to see little kids crying and shit. Yeah, that's, that's how you got to do it though. He has to break away from that mold of the of the, of the teeny boppers. You know, everybody's like saying he's off the 13, 14 year old crowd, but uh, you know, he he can definitely be the perfect bad guy. He's he's got the look for it. He's got the power for it. You know, alone, really no one can mess with the guy. I mean, he can just pick anybody up and just toss him out the fucking ring. So as a bad guy, he'd be unstoppable. That's it. If you had to choose, I, what, I, I figured I'd get your take on this. Who, um, which of the shows that are out now has the best mix of wrestling and, and just backstage shit? If you could pick one of the three uh, from WWE alone, which would you say is the more superior show? I'd probably right say now. Raw. I'd probably say Raw because that's their flagship show and that's the show they really give a shit about. The other two shows you can see the production is just off on them. They really don't care about SmackDown. They 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 put a little bit of effort on ECW, but Raw is always their flagship show and that's the show they bank on. And then if you watch all three of them, you can clearly tell that Raw is the one that is like their major motion picture, and then the rest of them are just like you know the 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 second tier feature or whatever it is. So I'd say Raw definitely. Nice. I would um I would have gone with Raw, but the problem is that, you know, sometimes in, you know, two hours of, of, of show, there's 15 minutes of total wrestling. When the, when the first 15 minutes of the show are Randy Orton, blah, 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 I'm the champion, blah, yeah. blah, blah, fucking watching paint dry. Yeah, I agree. I, I, usually, I usually record it, and then I just fast forward most of the shit, to be honest with you. I haven't yes, watched sir, I watch that shit on fast forward. Yeah, I haven't watched an entire wrestling show like from beginning to end in maybe like five years, to be honest with you. And that's not nice. Mine. Yeah, so I fast forward to most of it. So you gotta gotta agree with you there. I feel you, dude. All right, well let me jump into a quick little movie review. We got 15 minutes of show left, so I figured I'd touch on that. But thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Uh, anytime. All right, homie. Peace. All right, later. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my buddy Bronx.
Um, fellow gamer, fellow New Yorker, fucking ridiculous at Street Fighter. Hurts my feelings every time I play. Um, hopefully doing a Street Fighter tournament this weekend. Hopefully he will go and beat up a whole bunch of Asian kids. And he'll make all of us proud. So wish him luck for those of you that know him. Those of you that don't, you know, fuck you guys. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, we got another call here. Let's see who it is. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Waffles. Hey, Waffles. What's going on? What's going on, dude? Not much. Not much. We still on topic right now? Uh, We're on topic. We're on wrestling. We're on a few things. What do you got, dude? Oh, how you brought up earlier on that they got to get rid of the old people because that it's just done. Another person that I'm surprised is still there. I mentioned it earlier on in the chat. Undertaker. Why the yeah, hell definitely. is he still there? I think that the Undertaker is gonna. I think the Undertaker is gonna go to twenty and zero at WrestleMania, and he's probably gonna win the belt and then retire. I think that's what they're gonna fucking do. How many times has he won the belt already, though? In oh, he's won. Like the he's won the belt a lot of times, but I think that to close out his streak, he they might have him go out undefeated and maybe either have him win the belt or, um, you know, just probably win the belt and retire. That's what I think. Uh, hopefully. Like, seriously, we do need new guys, but a lot of new ones are, come on, Ted DeBiase's son, Dusty Rhodes' son. What the hell's up with that? You know what it is? They're just starting out, so you got to give them a little time to grow on you. I think uh, Ted DiBiase's son has a brighter future than Dusty Rhodes' kid because Dusty Rhodes' kid just has a lisp, and he looks like a fucking Abercrombie model. And he has zero, zero presence. I think uh, the Million Dollar Man's kid, though, he has it um, all together. Yes, you're right. For me... Give him time, dude. Give him time. Yeah. The person I'm glad that's still there, Rey Mysterio. He still got it. Even though he's a bit old, he still has it, no matter what. Rey Mysterio is my favorite little Mexican. He is fantastic. I actually met him once, and I feel proud to say that I'm a, I'm as tall as Rey Mysterio. <laughs> so that makes me feel pretty good. But he is a awesome, awesome person and a great wrestler. So he could he could stay around forever. Besides the fact he doesn't talk much, so exactly. he could stay around till he's dead. So it's all good. What I'm surprised though that they haven't busted him taking off his mask yet, even though he did it in WCW. Everyone already yeah, knows he how did. it looks like. That's because of merchandise, man. Merchandise, uh, you know, the mask sell. As long as you as long as he keeps the mask on, kids will keep buying it. I mean, a lot of people know he took his mask off, but you know what? Some six year old kid. He's not going to fucking know. He's going to be like, oh, my God, Rey Mysterio, Bobby, I want the mask. And WWE is going to be like, yep, run them $30. Thanks. I guess you're right. True. True about that. <laughs> I hear right, you. Well, I hear you. Everyone's bitching right now. We've got to change the topic to movies. Any yeah, movies I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into some movies real quick. Uh, I will uh, let you go, but thanks for calling, dude. Feel free to call again, all right? Uh, no problem, man. Good time to you, too. All right, man. Thanks. Peace. All right. I wanted to uh, touch on some movie news before we uh, get out of here. I actually took the time and went to see Transformers, and I also got to see Terminator Salvation. Now, of course, 
I'm going to get into Transformers first because a lot of people that I know are really fucking passionate about it. And, you know, they're pissed off about this, pissed off about that. And, you know, it's understandable. But here's what I got to say. Just, just my unbiased opinion. Anybody who feels that it should be totally like the old shit, not happening. Once you get past that, you'll enjoy the movie. I went in there to see the first movie expecting it to be so, so, so true to the original cartoon. Then I realized this movie's being made to make a fuckload of money and make it one giant commercial. That, that's all it was. You know, I went in there. With, once I got past that, I enjoyed the movie. It was a giant GM commercial, and it was an excuse for the new generation of children to buy a shitload of robots, which is fine. You know, but yeah, there's, there's some shit. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I was kind of annoyed about, you know, Jazz getting killed. But you know what? The black guy gets it in every movie, even as a fucking robot. Get over it. Um, Bumblebee not talking. Eh, whatever. I think it was a cute gimmicky thing to do with the radio. You know, I thought that by the second one he would have got his voice fixed, but whatever. Of course, everybody's going to say, oh, well, you know, I went to see it for Megan Fox. So did everyone else. Anybody with a dick went to see it for Megan Fox. So besides the fact that she added zero to the fucking movie, I could have put a fucking mannequin with a dress on, and it would have filled out the female role perfectly. You want to know why? Because she added nothing. And the fact that I'm kind of shitting on her is because she went and started saying that, you know, Transformers, you know, you didn't really need to do a lot of acting. And, you know, she kind of shit on the movie, which annoyed me in the sense that it's like, what the fuck did you do before you did Transformers? That's what I want to know. What did you do? Some, some lame shit. You were on TV. You weren't doing shit. The minute you popped up on the screen and a 12-year-old boy blew his load looking at you, you made the movie. Until then, you, have, you didn't do shit else, so you shouldn't sit here shitting on something that's your bread and butter, you know? It's like Tobey Maguire saying, oh, I don't know about doing any more Spider-Man movies. What the fuck else did you do? Seabiscuit? That's what you did. You didn't do shit else but Seabiscuit and a whole bunch of artsy-fartsy shits that nobody gave a fuck about. Megan Fox should keep doing fucking movies that cater to the, you know, 18 to 30-year-old male demographic and shut the fuck up. In terms of the second Transformers movie, once again, people went in expecting it to be true to the source material. Not happening. Not. You know, you got people, oh, the two little robots, Skids and Mudflap, they were based on black people, boo-hoo-hoo, blah-blah-blah. They're fucking robots. They are not black. They sound black. So what? They got gold teeth. So what? Get the fuck over it. If they would have made them sound Hispanic or Mexican or whatever, were, were Hispanic people going to complain? No. Here's, here's how I see it. People find shit to complain about all the time. Whether it's the fact that, you know, they were in there for five minutes or all the fucking Decepticons look the same. It, it, look... You go in, you pay 12 bucks, whatever the fuck you pay, to be entertained. If you're not entertained, then, you know, by all means, you're entitled to be upset. But they're fucking robots. They're robots fucking each other up 
and blowing shit up. That's what I went to see it for. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's certain little things that I like that were, you know, reminiscent of the cartoon. But I like the edge that was given to, you know, the Autobots. Like, even though they were smaller than the Decepticons and they were less of them, there was an edge to them that made them cool. You know, they talk shit. You know, like Ironhide when he killed one of them. He was like, yeah, punk-ass Decepticon. You know, they, they brought it to the mainstream. You know, they were using terminology and lingo that made shit cool. You know, same thing with uh, Sideswipe killing one of the Decepticons. You know, after he killed him, he's like, yeah, I'm good at what I do. You know, it's things like that. You know, the trash talking, the stuff like that, that, you know, it adds that little bit of a personal touch. Yeah, don't get me wrong. A lot of it, you know, I sincerely wish would have been closer to the source material. But you know what? For the money I paid, I enjoyed it totally. That's what it was. I enjoyed it totally yeah, like I said, there, there's going to be a lot of people hating on a lot of things, and that's fine. But, you know, if you go in there with an open mind just to be entertained, I'm thinking that you'll enjoy it just the same. Uh, Terminator Salvation was a mixed bag. I went in there thinking that the movie was going to suck. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't, and I think that, you know, it got a bum rap. It was definitely fantastic special effects, and... As a whole, I would recommend if you own a Blu-ray player, definitely going to be a must-own because of the fantastic visual effects. And that's pretty much it. I'm not, I can't even shit on the movie because I enjoyed it. Ah, looks like we got another call. You're yeah, on you the air. You know I was calling about that shit. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to call, and it. I actually voiced a lot of my opinions from the standpoint that I wanted to get your opinion on it because you're – you should have been heard, by the way, folks. This is uh, Slick back on the line. What do you got, bro? You know what? Listening to what you said, I'm going to agree with a lot of what you said about the entertainment value, about Megan Fox not adding shit to the movie. Because that whole, why don't you tell me you love me? Get that bullshit out of here. The movie's called Transformers. I want to see robots beating the shit out of each other. Like That's Rob right. said, fucking take two robots, one in each hand, and just bash them together. That was the whole fucking movie. But, I mean, that's what it was really supposed to be. I mean, some of my real beasts just getting rid of my whole being a purist. I didn't think there was enough transforming. I thought <laughs> fucking Devastator having testicles was really out of fucking place and made no sense. Oh, well, you know, that's the comic relief, man. You know, it's the little thing. A little kid will go, my, look, he has balls. You know, the it's comic little... relief is fucking skids and much left. That's the only oh, yeah, comic relief the movie needed. And everybody who had a fucking gripe about skids and much left, get over it. Because skids and much left were the fucking badasses Transformers in the movie. Fucking skids got eaten by Devastator and blew his fucking mouth out. That's right. And they got together a... and started beating the shit out of that big bastard. Let me tell you something. It's funny that you were talking about the... Uh you know, the love interest and the uh, thing with Megan Fox, you know, and her character, oh, tell me you love me, blah, blah, blah. My girlfriend, well, my fiancé, whatever, she put it like this, who gives a fuck? But you know what it is? She said it. She's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you love her, you don't love her. No one cares. But you know what it is? They add that element to the movie so that as a guy, you tell your girlfriend, but there's a love story, so you could con your significant other into going to see it. That's why they added it in there. But my girlfriend, 
she she kept it real. She was like, who gives a fuck about this bitch? She was more upset about Optimus Prime getting killed than fucking, you know, Megan Fox not being told that, you know, oh, I love you, blah, blah, blah. You know, who gives a shit? I mean, you know, it's warranted that, you know, you got to add that to make the movie, you know, appeal to everybody, but no one gives a fuck. But she's going around shitting on the movie now anyway, so guess what? I guarantee you that Michaela's ass gets killed off in the third one. <laughs> Megatron shoots that bitch, or it makes her a fucking robot. I mean, yeah. let's, let's, let's get real. I'm, everybody makes fun of me because I'm the big Transformers purist. I can fucking, you can show me pictures of G1 Transformers and I can tell you their names. And it's like, Optimus Prime got stabbed through his fucking chest, and I didn't feel a damn thing about it. My uh, well, favorite fucking know. Transformer got iced, and I didn't give a shit. Uh, because you know as well as I do, man, they were going to bring him back. You know, it's the it's the uh, the dramatic part of the movie where, you know, the, the, the uh, what the fuck was it in film class? The, the part of the movie where, you know, you really care about the characters, you know, that you give, they give them humanizations. That's what they do, you know. They, they wanted to add that, and I don't even think humanizations is a fucking word, but fuck it. You know, they wanted to make you you know, sympathize with the character. That's why they killed them off, you know, so that they can get the little kids going, oh my god, Optimus Prime is dead! And then when they bring him back, he's going to be like, yay! Michael Bay that's what they did. Fucking, Michael Bay needs to fucking be demoted to special effects, and that's it. Because <laughs> he does make fantastic fucking special effects. He's a terrible movie maker. I'm like, the movie had a horrible story. The Fallen kept talking about, only a Prime can kill a Prime. Guess what? Megatron's last name ain't fucking Prime, and he killed Optimus Prime. You just fucked yeah, up your own fucking story, douchebag. No, I got, I got a good one, though. How do you die as a human and go to robot heaven? <laughs> That's what I want to know. How do you die as a person and go to robot heaven? I can understand if he was knocked unconscious and had a vision, but he goes to, like, robot heaven, and he's like, only you can earn the matrix of leadership. Blah, blah, fucking blah. I'm like, really? Really? Robot heaven? Is that, is that the fucking storyline y'all did? Sprinkle the fairy dust on Optimus Prime and bring him back. Oh, not to, not to cut you off, not to cut you off, homie. We got one minute left. I just want to do right, the man. outro real quick. Thanks All for right. the call. Peace. Peace. All right, we got one minute left, folks. I just wanted to say thank you to all the people that called. I appreciated their input. Uh, tune in next Thursday at 11.30 Eastern. At 11.30 Eastern. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Peace. Oh, shit, it didn't end. Whoops. Sorry about that, folks. Timer was poorly, poorly executed. Uh, with these last few seconds, I wanted to thank Slick, Bronx, and the rest of my peeps for calling in and helping me get this show off running. Once again, thanks a lot, you guys, for calling. And uh, once again, tune in next week, next Thursday, 1130 Eastern.
call in 347-324-3541. Feel free to email me at mtrhost at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or other random fuckery. Please, no porno and no cockpicks. Have a good night, folks. Thanks again.